Looking back at one of the great, terrible battles of World War II, one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. So we're recording this podcast on the 20th of February. Um, yesterday. To was, those of you in the future. Was the uh, the anniversary of the beginning of the Battle of Iwo Jima, which everybody has heard of because of the flag raising picture, right? And the famous movie. Which comes out of the picture, I suppose. Right. Well, and the two uh, the two Clint Eastwood movies about Iwo Jima are I need to watch those again. They're I've never seen so them. good. Really? Oh, sweet God! He two movies, one from the American perspective, the other from the Japanese perspective. What a cool idea! Oh yeah, yeah. Only Clint could get it done. They're both absolutely brilliant. And the one from the Japanese perspective, according to. I guess most people is is the superior one, and it is really interesting. But so the battle lasted thirty days, uh, five weeks, five weeks. Yeah, wow. Yeah, um, some of the it, fiercest and bloodiest fighting uh, in the Pacific. Interesting, you would bring it up today. Those of you in the future, it's February twenty twenty. You could be listening to this in two thousand thirty, hovering in your craft. It, it's two twenty twenty twenty. Um, but uh, the day that we're doing this is the day California's passing one of those meaningless resolutions apologizing for the internment camps. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, again, I mean, yeah. it's just, well, I think it's some sort of show of political correctness or trying to win the Japanese vote or something like that. I mean, there have been so many apologies. And, and, but you know, uh, anyway. to tying the two together, the, the reason for the internment camps was because we were at an actual fight to the death yes. with another country that had the upper hand on us, at least at the beginning. And the country was terrified. Right. There's the, a possibility of losing the war and being taken over by Japan. Right. Yes. This is this is the stuff that just drives me crazy with the way, you know, the mainstream media and sometimes schools deal with history. Both things are often true. There was a tremendous threat to the homeland. And it would have come over the West Coast from Japan if Japan had chosen to to do that. Probably would have been suicidal, militarily speaking, but there was a huge concern about spies and infiltrators and the rest of it. Having said that, the internment thing was horribly done and wildly unfair and racist and, and awful. But it's like the uh, the Red Scare thing, which is always portrayed as just paranoia and nationalism and stupidity, when in fact there were communists all over the place in our State Department and our media and our government in D.C. in general, who were trying to undermine the government. Just it, it went way too far. But anyway, getting back to uh, the battle for Iwo Jima. Hey, uh, Sean, could, could you do me a favor and look up the title of those two Clint Eastwood movies? Um, Letters from Our Fathers or... One of them I can't remember. Fistful of dollars? No, no, no. Any which way, but lo- any which way, but losing. Any which were, way you can. You know, the, in, sec- the sequel. Any which way you can. Interesting bit of trivia about Bronco the Billy. E- Iwo Jima. <laughs> there were no orangutans at all. Bronco Billy. Bronco e- Billy. Excellent, Michael. That was a poll. Excellent, obscure, not probably proud of it. Clint Eastwood movie. Is it Letters from Iwo Jima? Yes, that was one of them, and the other one was something. But if you know what, if you know how Google works, you can find it. Clint Eastwood movies, Iwo Jima. Uh, a couple of interesting facts about this horrific. Uh, letters uh, letters from Iwo Jima and Flags of Our Fathers. That's it. Yeah. I combined the two titles into one. Letters of Our, of our Fathers. Dear son, haven't you found a job yet? <laughs> oh, let's see. Get a haircut. It was. By the way, it's historians say the result of that 
of the battle was practically inevitable because we had the America had overwhelming superiority in numbers and arms, air supremacy. The Japanese could not retreat or reinforce. Um, we had it surrounded, but to actually take the island and use it was incredibly bloody. Now, I read it yesterday described as the worst combat in U.S. history. Yeah, I'm, in terms of I can't contradict that violence of it. Uh, Japanese combat de- combat deaths outnumbered um, the American deaths three times higher. Although American total casualties, dead and wounded, actually exceeded those of the Japanese. But listen to this. Of the 21,000 Japanese soldiers on Iwo Jima at the beginning of the battle, 21,000, only 216 were taken prisoner. The majority of the remainder were killed in action, um, although it was estimated that as many as 3,000 continued to resist within the various cave systems for many days afterward, eventually succumbing to their injuries or surrendering weeks later. Uh, interestingly enough, even during the battle, during the blight, bloody fighting and severe casualties, there was a real controversy over whether it was worth it, whether we could actually use it as a base anyway. Mm. Um, but Boy, I, I haven't heard much about that, and that's the sort of thing that uh, probably doesn't get as discussed as much as it should, because you know how military stuff works. Yes. Because nobody would want to be on the hook for, you know, we probably didn't even really need to do that. Right. Uh, There's a guy named William Pratt who wrote a book uh, entitled What Makes Iwo Jima Worth the Price. Um, And he said it was really useless as a as a base and and a couple other things. But, you know, but oh, my God, Afghanistan. And this is one of our more serious podcasts, certainly. But ask any of the guys um, in the Korangal Valley in uh, in Afghanistan. Ask any one of the Hamburger Hill type situations in Vietnam where you grab a bit of land and, you know, the generals say, no, it turns out we don't need that land, really. So we're going to march over here, having spent hundreds of thousands of lives in grabbing that piece of land. You're you're right. This is a serious podcast. The Bronco Billy reference aside. Right. Um, You often don't know until it's over, though. I mean, there are lots of Civil War battles you could look at and say, yeah, probably wasn't strategically necessary for all those people to die. But you you don't know that at the time always. Well, yeah, and things change, obviously. Um, The United States M2 flamethrower was heavily used in this battle, as well as the other places in the Pacific. Yeah, it was, uh, if you had uh, Japanese soldiers in pillboxes, buildings, caves, hold up, there's no way to go in there with guns, etc., you go in with flamethrowers. A battalion would assign one flamethrower per platoon with one reserve flamethrower in each group. Flamethrower operators were usually in more danger than regular troops as the short range of their weapon required close combat. Um, and you could see the flames from a long way away. And, and the uh, the other guys really did not like that. And so they, they sniped them a lot. But anyway, um, Marines later experimented with flamethrowers on tanks uh, during the battle. But uh, crazy violent, uh, you know, we could go on and on about it. But um, watch those Clint Eastwood movies if you want to know more about the battle and the way it went. Because it was hailed as pretty accurate, um, it portraying the Japanese uh, uh, armaments and what's the, what's the word? Their, their defenses. Will there ever have to be battles like that again? Or would you just drop a tactical nuke on the island, kill everybody, and then go set up shop? I mean, if you're actually in a in a... 
a battle for existence. I don't know. Oh, oh a real existential yeah. battle. I don't know. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men or which one's more evil? We mm. could get into Hiroshima and Nagasaki now if you wanted, but that would make it even more serious. So we'll be having that this summer then, the anniversary of that. So there'll be plenty of time to talk about that come June. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or I didn't August, mention it was 1945 that uh, the yeah. battle for Iwo Jima took place very late in the war. Um. Anyway, yeah, that and and I'm so sure the Nazis surrendered in April, I think, the European. So then it's on to Japan, and uh, really the focus of that. And then you got that happening. Wow! Right, right. We're either going to invade at the cost of many hundreds of thousands of lives on both sides, and protracted fighting for God knows how long, or we drop a couple of nukes and it's all done. So then you got the whole. So after all that, so you got the hard people. Making for good times. Mm-hmm. Good times making for soft people. Mm-hmm. The soft people making for... Bad times. Which is where we're headed. Tough times, yeah. Probably. Which make for hard people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll um, be all right. Might not be good news for my kids. This is the saddest, uh, most depressing podcast we've ever done. It's not done. depressing, it's realism. Again, the Bronco Billy reference aside. Are you depressed by realism? It's time to, time to wake up. Listen to you sneezing when your country needs you most. I'd rather my kids don't have to have their lives timed to live through hard times. Yeah, I know I know what you mean. But there's not much I can do about it. No, you don't get to choose is the no. thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 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 much respect. Shout out to America's veterans. And, you know, and uh, that's the anniversary of the Battle of Iwo Jima. I apologize for my shocking levity. Yeah. I Inappropriate I and shocking. Probably should have edited it out. Well... That was edited out, is what I said. Why don't you take one more try, Mr. Biden? (laughs) I guess that's it.